This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. All right, this is uh, starting to uh, feel regular, not uh, going to work at a RV in the morning. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I don't know if you have the same feeling. The... Idaho's largest toy drive wrapped up on Tuesday of this week, but mm-hmm. I, for some reason it seemed like it's been weeks ago. I don't, I don't know why. It's only three days ago, but it doesn't seem That's like true. it even happened this week. That's true. It seems like it's been a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. I, I don't know why that is. It's just it's just really, really weird, and it's just three days ago. Yeah. We're, st- we're still coming down from the glow of all of you <laughs> donating over $61,000. Fr- the, fr- the frigid, frigid glow. <laughs> Uh, it is nice to uh, see that we're, winter may be returning again this weekend, because I was starting to doubt. Um, we've already got about 10 degrees cooler this morning mm. uh, than we were yesterday at this time, and then we're supposed to get down into the uh, 20s, and as you just heard in the weather, got some snow, maybe an inch of snow on the weekend, which is the perfect time for it to happen so I don't have to battle on my way to work. With, Cold uh, weather, that's not cool. With idiots out there. Yeah. Um, had to battle with almost, again, I drive, I drive to work every day. 50 miles, I drive 25 miles in, 25 miles home. So I drive mm-hmm. a minimum of 50 miles every single day. And I am just blown away by some of the idiots on the road. Listen, you, 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 should, you should take heart, though, in, in knowing that at any given time, not more than 80% of the people out there are idiots. Well, I must run into just all of them. Yeah, you probably have. And I almost ran into one this morning. I'm sitting there driving You're in lucky on the connector. If they, if they don't run into you. Uh, this morning, if I wouldn't have been defensive driving, I you would be doing the show there, by yourself again. Well, there is, there is a guy right now, and uh, he might even be listening. I don't know. But apparently, he's uh, kind of like 40 miles out in the middle of uh, nowhere, somewhere like out in that Mayfield and Orchard area. And he has rolled his truck, and he called the police and the nearest policeman was about 35 to 40 miles away, and so they're on the way to the, wow. the site, but he's freezing because he's outside his truck. It's, it's on its uh, roof, and it's kind of hard for him to get back in and operate the heater, so he's just out there freezing until they get there. Um, I guess he should be thinking the, his lucky lesson, stars because it's 34 degrees. So. The, uh, the lesson you should learn is uh, never roll your truck when you're out in the middle of nowhere in the winter. I have a funny feeling if it's his, uh, if he's in the middle of nowhere, he rolled his truck. It's probably someplace that has slick roads. Oh, that would be my guess too. Yeah. Below freezing because right now in downtown Boise, I mean the roads aren't slick this morning because we're we're above freezing. Right. But if he's out in the middle of nowhere, could some areas are going to be below freezing this morning? This, this morning when I was checking the temperature, I kept saying to myself, "Come on, above freezing, above freezing, above freezing." And then I looked and it was thirty three, and I thought, "Wow, I should have been much more specific." <laughs> if I was going to get my wish. I should have said 81, yeah. 81, 81. Could have, 81. could have helped out a little bit. 76. Something, anyway. Um, it is uh, Friday. That means open phones Friday. That's the uh, day we set aside. I mean, all our days are, you know, about you. But, um, you know, during the rest of the week, we have specific things that we talk about, and we try to keep people on that topic. Friday, mm-hmm. we can jump around. 
Um, if there's something that you know you wanted to talk about earlier this week that we missed out on, um, we had a bunch of people saying, "Man, you you don't even talk about the shooting that has uh, gone on in UNLV." Well, yeah, we did. Unfortunately, it's not all morning. We can't we can't wait for you to wake up until nine o'clock to start talking about it because our show starts at six. We'll, we'll be here when you wake up. Yeah, um, it, we'll we'll have already talked about some things. So if you're if you're one of those people that were upset that we didn't spend four hours talking about what little information we had mm-hmm. on the UNLV shooting, then, the, then today's for you. You can call in and, and say your, what you feel about it. Give us your opinions. And we do know that the shooter was an absolute piece of work mm-hmm. because he also, what, mailed white powder to 20 different people? Yeah, there's more information. God, learn to deal with loss, will you? Coming out uh, on this, um, it, it, I don't know if we're going to get everything, all the information uh, out Um but it, it, he, he apparently had a target list. Yeah. Some of the people on that target list um, were not eat even at UNLV. They were at other colleges. Really? So I don't know if he thought he was you know, going to start here gonna, and go other places. Going to live through it and, yeah, and keep I, moving? Keep moving on. I, d- I don't know. Um, but we'll talk well, a little bit about as that. As usual, it probably wasn't the best plan in the whole world. No. Um, there's also reports that. Um, he was having financial difficulties, couldn't find a job. He had applied at, what, 22 different colleges, yeah. I guess, and had been turned down at all those colleges. I guess there was just something about him that seemed off. There was a uh, note on his apartment door um, saying that he was going to be evicted. So I don't even know if he knew that or the the, the note appeared, you know, because yeah. he didn't take the note either. He didn't take the note down because as we or know, that note showed up uh, after he had left to go. Do the shootings. Because as we know, uh, any time from Halloween till New Year's is eviction season. Yeah. Uh, Other things we're going to be talking about. Um, Hunter Biden was uh, indicted yesterday. We'll talk about those charges coming up here for you this morning. Uh, We could see an official impeachment inquiry vote next week. I think it's uh, the vote they're going to talk about it uh, on Wednesday of next week. Republicans say they now have enough votes to do an uh, official impeachment inquiry. And basically all that means is uh, it gives the uh, House uh, wider ranging subpoena powers um, instead of having to go specifically for every time they want a subpoena to a judge and say, hey, we need to do da, 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 da. Now the uh, Congress can do it uh, themselves. We'll talk about uh, those charges uh, coming up here for you. Uh, also, a member of Congress, we got a lot of congressional news yesterday. Uh, a member of Congress has been censured again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Hasn't been kicked you, out. But... You, you would probably never guess that it was a Democrat. <laughs> Oh, yes, I would. <laughs> I, I, guess being, I, 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 know, I know who it was and why they censured it. Third Democrat censured this uh, year. Uh, we'll talk about that. Also, uh, whispers that uh, maybe a Republican, this is, this is after uh, Santos, Republican uh, Congressman Santos, was expelled in a, a vote this month. Mm-hmm. There are whispers that uh, another Republican they're just waiting on the investigation, ethics committee investigation, to come back. Um, that there may be a vote to expel another. Is there one Republican? With a similar mo. No, this one's this one's more. Um, a lot of people don't like him. Well, you already and, said he was in Congress. I mean, yeah, you're kind of uh, repeating his, yourself. His coworkers don't like him. Uh huh. Um, not necessarily the voters. His coworkers don't like working with him. Um, and here, I'll, I'll give you even a little more of a hint. 
um, he is probably uh, directly responsible for um, the House having a one-vote majority going into next year. <laughs> As opposed to more? As opposed to more, yeah. Um, and that That's the surprising thing to me is, you know, if they are waiting and they do a vote to expel him, um, that means the majority would go away. It would be an even house, and I, I just can't see Republicans mm-hmm. doing that just for that one specific reason. But we'll talk about those things uh, and more coming up here this morning. Uh, the other thing, too, as we get ready to head into sports, we do have sports. Boise State's taking on the mighty... Do we even know what the what they're... Wolves. The mighty Western Oregon Wolves mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow at uh, the uh, Extra Mile Arena. Mm-hmm. We have tickets. Thank you to Kenny and Cloverdale Plumbing um, giving up his personal tickets. He's not able to use the tickets, and he is giving them uh, to us to give to you. So we have two pair of tickets, and the contest is underway right now. You're going to text in to win. So uh, this game is tomorrow. So it, the great thing is it's tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock, correct? Mm-hmm, right. 2 o'clock. So, I mean, you, you don't have to get up early for it. And then you have the uh, rest of Tuesday if you want to enjoy your day after watching Boise State uh, on Extra Mile Arena Court, court tomorrow. Text the word Broncos right now to 208-336-3700. Text Broncos. That's all you have to do. Um, once you uh, do that, you're set, you're ready to go, and uh, we'll pick a winner later this morning out of all of those people. Actually, we'll pick two winners. Now, the one thing I will tell you to keep in mind, the game is tomorrow. We're not open tomorrow, and we don't mail you these tickets digitally. These are hard tickets that you have to pick up here at the radio station before 5 this afternoon. So if you want to win the tickets, keep in mind you have to pick them up today before 5 at our radio station. Lots of sports news going on, uh, too, for you this morning. Let's get your first update with Chris. It's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna, the place to go to kick off your weekend. Now, if, you know, during the week you, you're not able to go to Pork Belly because, you know, it's a long way from your home, you're a long way from your business, you don't have enough time, Saturday and Sunday, they're open each day beginning at 7 a.m. on those days, too. So get out for breakfast or lunch, Pork Belly and Cuna. Fans of the University of Arkansas Razorbacks football team Thursday found out their quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, will be entering the transfer portal. Then they found out they're getting an official visit in Fayetteville this weekend from another quarterback they have their eyes on, Boise State's Talon Green. According to KTVB Sports Director Jay Tust, Arkansas was one of the first teams to make contact with Green when he entered the transfer portal earlier this week, along with Miami, Michigan State, California, and Oregon State. Jeff Choate was an assistant coach for the Boise State football team from 2006 through 2011 and coached running backs, linebackers, and special teams. He then coached linebackers at Washington State for one year, linebackers at Florida for one year, and defensive linemen at Washington for two years. From 2016 to 2019, Choate was the head coach at Montana State, where he compiled a record of 28 wins and 22 losses and led the team to the 2019 FCS semifinal. The past three seasons, Choate has been the co-defensive coordinator and inside linebackers coach at Texas. Now, he has been hired as the new head coach at Nevada, Ouch! who who fired Ken Wilson (laughs) after two seasons, four wins, and 20 losses. Thursday, the university announced they've signed Choate to a five-year contract worth $5,775,000. He will make $1,050,000 his first season. The contract makes Choate the 10th best-paid head coach in the Mountain West Conference, just behind uh, number nine, Boise State's Spencer Danielson. That's sports. 
tonight at 10. It's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 624, as uh, you just said in the uh, sports update, Taylor Green visiting Arkansas today. Do you think he's coming back? He said he said he's leaving the door open to come back. Oh, no. I don't think so either. Have not heard officially who will be the starting quarterback next Saturday for Boise State. Whoever it's going to be, it's going to be somebody who has taken very few snaps. <laughs> yeah. Could be uh, the first left-handed quarterback to start for Boise State since a kind of famous one started here for years, Kellen Moore. <laughs> right. Um, but we'll find out, I'm guessing, this week who they're going to choose. Uh, they may they may wait till game time, too. Not that you have anything by keeping it a secret because you don't have game film on either I, one of the two players. I had a good suggestion. Uh, just wildcat every play. Um, and give and, it, yeah, I thought about that, too. Well, you, could, you know, half of them to Genty yeah. and uh, <laughs> half to Holani. Exactly. Um, it. it NIL, we've seen how crazy it's gone, and it's the nature of the beast. I know uh, some people are not happy that Boise State is paying Ashton Jenny $300,000 a house to live in and well, an update on a technically car. technically it's not Boise State doing it. No, it's it's donors. and But that's the nature of bees. If they wanted, he would not be here if it was not this NIL deal signed. Yeah. So congratulations. I told him the same thing. I'm not going to play football for them without at least $300,000. If you want to know how crazy the NIL universe has gone, and, and there's some of the things that are going to be happening, it's being discussed right now. As you just mentioned, um, the school does not pay NI deals yet. There is going to be a vote coming up probably this month on making it legal for schools to start paying players to stay. So when you talk universities like Ohio State, Texas, Alabama, who have hundreds of millions of dollars mm-hmm. um, in in money coming in from broadcast rights, that money now, if this is approved, would go could go directly to I'm keep glad. players there. I'm glad they added uh, you know this money aspect to things because it really simplifies everything. This is uh, a story came out yesterday how crazy this is. Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, one of the best players in all of NCAA football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heisman Trophy, uh, was a Heisman Trophy candidate. Son of one of the greatest NFL wide receivers of all time. Expected to be a top three pick in the NFL, has been offered a deal to stay at Ohio State one more year that would pay him more than he would get if he were the first pick in the NFL draft next year. Mm. What would you do in the same circumstances? Um, so would I. I would probably go because... <laughs> you mean the, to the NFL? I would probably go to the... And the only reason I say that is because if you wait one more year, yes, you make that money, but everybody knows that you start making your money in your second contract. It's not your first contract, your mm-hmm. rookie contract where you start to make... I mean, you make good money, but you really make a lot of money in your second contract. So this would um, delay his getting into that second contract by one year. Uh, by the way, running back Trayvon Henderson... Um, also has offered an NIL deal to not go to the NFL. He mm-hmm. has announced he is staying at Ohio State next week. Next, yeah, uh, I would next stay year. just for the BLI. Now, Trayvon Henderson, not a first-round draft pick, mm-hmm. would not make uh, as much money as Marvin Harrison Jr. would, um, but they're paying him a large amount of money to avoid the... I mean, if you have football players in college who are choosing... To stay in the NCAA because they make more money than the NFL, you got a problem. 
are, are we going to start to see competition oh. between the NFL, the NFL and the has NCAA a to sign the players? The NFL has a problem. The rest of us don't. <laughs> Uh, that's how crazy this is. This is getting, uh, and I don't see. I think we've seen the uh, end of the uh, craziness. By the way, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. If you uh, want to get into us today, it is open phones Friday. You can also email Chris at kboi dot com, Mike at kboi dot com. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 642-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, we also have toll-free number for you, wherever you're listening, anywhere in the world. 1-800-529-5264. Email chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. It is Open Phones Friday. Um, Jim from uh, Eagle uh, writes in, uh, Mike, who's behind this move to put an end to another American tradition? College football is just that. An American tradition, the NFL would do anything to have a fan base like Ohio, Michigan, Alabama, uh, where the stadiums have been sold out for generations. It must be destroyed. So who's... Behind trying to take it down, I don't think. I don't think necess- anybody's necessarily. I don't think necessarily it. anybody's trying to take it down so much as they're just doing it accidentally. <laughs> uh, I, I think people are tired of being uh, sued for college students to, you know, try to make as much money. And th- I mean, that's where the, the it becomes problematic. I, I think for a lot of people because you don't want to see change. Change is. You know, from a lot of people, caused a, a lot of angst, mm-hmm. anxiety. Um, but um, this, this transfer rules and NIL are just going to change what NCAA football is like. Um, right now, there are almost three thousand um, people in the trans players in the transfer portal this year in football. Wow. That's three three thousand transfers, and we've seen in the past from this happening. Um, it's not always a good thing. The superstars are always going to find you know a deal, right? They're mm-hmm. always going to find a place to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've seen a, a lot of times in the past that somebody announces that they're going to enter the transfer portal and end up having to play at an NAIA school or some wow. other school because they can't get a, a, a scholarship again at some other school. They can't find a place to play. It's like they say, I'm going to try my luck at the portal. That's why it's luck. <laughs> if nobody wants you, well, the portal was a fine idea for the other people, just yeah. not you. It, 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 you run a risk. Mm-hmm. Because when you enter that transfer portal, who, are, who else are you also competing against? Everyone. All the freshmen that are being recruited. There's a limited number of scholarships. Mm-hmm. So you're also you know, competing against those incoming freshmen um, also that some of them are superstars. So if you're not a superstar and you have a five-star um, person that the team is recruiting, you, you, that's another person that you're competing against. Mm-hmm. KBY News Time 645. Uh, thanks for the email, Jim. Um, time for another check on what's going on with sports once again this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA, seven days a week. Uh, gets underway here in just 15 minutes. Want to get off to a great start. Maybe you don't have time for breakfast. Get into the coffee drive through energy drinks, hot coffee, iced coffee, and more at Pork Belly in CUNA. Boise State sophomore punter James Ferguson Reynolds has been named second-team All-America by Sports Illustrated. Following a season in which he led the nation with 49.6 yards per punt, earlier this week, Ferguson Reynolds was left off the USA Today, College Football Network, The Athletic, 
and CBS Sports All-America teams and was not named as a finalist for the Ray Guy Award given to the nation's top punter by the Augusta Sports Council. Ashton Genty, meanwhile, who was named a first-team All-America running back by the College Football Network, was also named to the All-America first team as all-purpose back by USA Today. And Cage Casey of the Broncos was named to the Athletics' freshman All-America second team at tackle behind only Ernest Green of Georgia and Francis Maui Goa of Miami. On Thursday Night Football, the Patriots snapped their five-game losing streak, defeating the Steelers 21-18. New England is now 3-10. and Pittsburgh is 7-6. and Patriots quarterback Bailey Zappi, starting for the second time after the benching of previous starting quarterback Mac Jones, threw three touchdown passes, including two to tight end Hunter Henry on his 29th birthday. By the way, there's a stat for that. Henry is the fifth NFL player this century to catch two touchdown passes on his birthday, joining Isaac Bruce in 2002, Terrell Owens in 2003, Jimmy Graham in 2014, and Devonta Smith in 2021. And one note about the New England season, Zappi's second pass attempt of the evening was a 37-yard completion to Juju Smith-Schuster, and in Game 13 of the year, it was the first completed pass of more than 30 yards for the Patriots all wow. season. <laughs> and that is sports. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. By its adoption of House Resolution 914, the House has resolved that the House of Representatives censures Jamal Bowman, representative from the 16th Congressional District of New York, that Representative Jamal Bowman forthwith present himself in the well of the House of Representatives for the pronouncement of censure, and that Representative Jamal Bowman be censured with the public reading of this resolution by the Speaker. The House has resolved that the House of Representatives censures Jamal Bowman. The vote fell largely along party lines, but three Democrats joined Republicans in voting for the reprimand. Bowman pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor for pulling a fire alarm in a House office building in late September. Republicans allege he did it to delay a vote on a spending bill. Bowman denied that. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. Would uh, Jamal Bowman be in this particular place? And and By the way, um, censoring doesn't really do anything. It's just a public hand slap, shall mm-hmm. we say. I mean, it's one step below a- expulsion, um, but there's not going to be a vote, uh, vote to uh, expel him. Um, would he be in this particular situation, do you think, if he had just said, shouldn't have done it, I apologize, it'll never happen again, instead of mm. maintaining that he still maintains that it was an accident, that he thought that if he pulled the fire alarm, for some reason the doors would become unlocked. No, I, th- I think they'd still be busting him, even if he had uh, uh, <clears throat> admitted what he did, just simply because uh, it was a stupid thing to do. I, I, I don't think, I'm, I'm on the other side of this. I, I, I think if he would have just said, hey, I was stupid, I shouldn't have done this, I was wrong, um, I, I, I don't think they would have... Voted, him? Vet, voted to censor sure, maybe not um you know and hard to say he did uh he did uh, admit um and plead guilty um mm. to pulling the fire alarm in exchange for getting a slap on the wrist legally also um because it is a, a felony if if you you do that so he a could felony have, really I, yeah um so 
I would have thought pulling a fire alarm was a misdemeanor. I, I would have, too. And I don't know if it's more of a serious charge because it happened in Congress or, or what. But And here's the thing. I mean, he, his claim the entire time was... Yeah, maybe in a... In a <laughs> in a federal building. Yeah, federal building. <laughs> There's more charge um, uh, involved. It, uh, his, his big problem was that he forgets, like a lot of people do these days, that Everything whatever is, you do, it's recorded. Exactly. Everything is on tape. Everything is on tape. Yeah. You, and, you, even if you don't see the camera. Okay, not everything is on tape, but there's a really good chance it yeah. could be. Um, you know, so when he said, oh, I thought that this was just a button that opened up the door, that the door was locked. and um, No, you didn't. Yeah, because then they showed, because they you finally released the pictures. You hadn't tried the door yet, as a matter of fact. Yeah, and you didn't try the door afterwards either. That's the other thing. He, th- he said he thought it unlocked the door. Um, they finally released the video showing, and, and for those of you who don't remember, the it's a regular looking fire alarm that you see in in schools mm-hmm. if you remember in schools it says pull this in case of fire that's what it said it didn't say pull this to open door pull this and the door will magically unlock it says pull this in case of fire that's what it said and that's pull, what he claimed that he pull thought this if you're stalling for time <laughs> yeah. it didn't say that <laughs> that's what he thought that you know and and as you mentioned, he didn't try the door before, yeah. and then once he pulled the alarm, he also didn't use the the door that he claimed. He didn't even try the door that he claimed that thought would be unlocked once he pulled the uh, fire alarm. So, I mean, everything he, he said made absolutely no sense and basically got caught in the lie. And that that's why I think I think that the con- the Congress people that voted, and there were Democrats that also voted uh, for the censure, um, I think that's why they they had more of a problem with him continuing to lie about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, granted, it was bad because um, he, although he said he didn't do it, um, they were trying to delay the vote at the time, and this ended up delaying the vote just like they wanted to mm-hmm. do. Um, you may not have proof that he was trying to delay the vote, but you do have proof that he was lying. And I think that was the problem right there, more that they had the problem with him lying uh, than anything. By the way, it makes the third person uh, this year uh, in Congress, third Democrat, to uh, be, be censured. censured so far this year. They should stop misbehaving. <laughs> well, good. the good news is we're almost done with the year, so probably not going to be a uh, fourth this year. Yeah, stop misbehaving and try to act like the congressman of old who used to, uh, never mind, don't do that, don't do that. <laughs> Um, in, I just uh, remembered they've all misbehaved. In another story that we were uh, talking about earlier this week, um, Harvard President Claudine Gay has walked back her comments from her testimony to Congress earlier this week about how Harvard would deal with students calling for the genocide of Jews. Gay yesterday apologized for her remarks, which sparked the fierce national criticism. She wasn't the only one, by the way. Uh, Presidents of MIT and Penn also uh, made similar remarks. She uh, said yesterday, I am sorry, in an interview with the Crimson, which is the newspaper at Harvard, Mm -hmm. uh, words matter. When words amplify distress and pain, I don't know how you could feel anything but regret. Gay said she sought to use her testimony before the House Committee on Education and the Workforce on Tuesday to highlight efforts underway at Harvard to combat anti-Semitism. She said her remarks, however, only served to inflame the uh, criticism. Mm-hmm. My CYA response. <laughs> um, this has already um, cost Harvard. University of Pennsylvania donor yeah. is withdrawing $100 million 
to wow, protest the school's response that's, to that's, anti-Semitism on campus. That's practically 1% of their budget. But it is a big part of their uh, donation budget, $100 million. Stevens, in a letter from his lawyers, uh, that's the name uh, of the uh, person who is doing it. Uh, Stevens is a Penn gr- undergraduate alum, and uh, he had set up the uh, partnership uh, with uh, his company, Stone Ridge, and he said in a letter to his lawyers to Penn, alleges that the school has violated the terms of limited partnership oh, agreement. Including, Penn lost the money. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Did I say Harvard? I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, Penn lost the money. Um, uh, so... There's a there's a hundred million. I can't remember what Penn's um, endowment fund is. I mean, it, it's 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 big. It's I think it's tw- mm-hmm. I think if I remember correctly, I think Penn's it's was twenty top, billion dollars. It's probably top ten. Yeah, in the uh, country, twenty billion dollars. Now Harvard, um, their endowment fund is uh, something one. like between forty to fifty billion dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're you're exactly right when you have one person, but is he going to open up the floodgates to other people? Go, oh, wait a minute. You know, I don't want to be sending my money for their endowment. A um, hundred million is a Harvard when you when you when you say it's twenty billion dollars. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not that much. Harvard's been in existence since 1640. They'll get over it. Yeah, KBY News Time is uh, seven fifteen. Uh, let's get a check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning, this update is brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Hey, they're open. Kick off your day. You got uh, seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Breakfast and lunch. Now, if you like breakfast, but you want to have it at lunchtime, this is one of those restaurants where it's okay. You can have breakfast at lunch. Mm-hmm. Get into Pork Belly and Cuna. Always remember skipping breakfast for seven days makes one week. There were no men's college basketball top 25 games Thursday. There aren't any scheduled tonight either. Regionally, on Thursday, Portland lost to North Dakota State, 78-67. Tomorrow at 2 p.m., Boise State tips off against Western Oregon at Extra Mile Arena. The Wolves are 3-5. and five. Last week, they lost to Central Washington and Northwest Nazarene. According to college basketball's weird scheduling rules, Saturday's game officially will be a regular season non-conference game for the Broncos, but for Western Oregon, it will count only as an exhibition game. Fans of the University of Arkansas Razorbacks Thursday found out their quarterback, K.J. Jefferson, will be entering the transfer portal. Then they found out they're getting an official visit in Fayetteville this weekend from another quarterback they have their eyes on, and that is Boise State's Talon Green. According to KTVB Sports Director Jay Tust, Arkansas was one of the first teams to make contact with Green when he entered the transfer portal earlier this week, along with Miami, Michigan State, California, and Oregon State, and apparently a few others. That's sports. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. With uh, all the, you know, NIL news uh, with Boise State, the transfer news, Taylor Green visiting as uh, you've heard Chris uh, Arkansas supposedly today. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we held on to Ash and Jenny. We lost uh, Gatlin Bear, uh, one of the top uh, twenty five recruits in the country to either probably going to be a big t- either Michigan or, Ohio- or Oregon. Oregon, yeah. Um, we did pick up a commitment yesterday, um, a uh, Sire Gaines out of Arizona. Who, by the way. Um, Flipped his commitment from Arizona State to Boise State yesterday. 
Wow, really? Yeah. So Boise State, you Pretty know, good. was able to steal someone. Um, they don't know what he's going to play yet because he's so good at everything. Uh, he plays running back this past year, but he's a running back receiver. What's his name? Uh, Sire Gaines. Sire? Sire. S-I-R-E. Really? Yeah. So he's being recruited as an athlete because they don't know if they're going to play him on that's offense a, or defense because he's a really good linebacker. Do you name your kid that if you if you just really you know for a fact that you want grandchildren someday? Could, could be just a family name. Who knows? Although it's not junior. Um, Are they horse racing people? Because uh, that would be weird. Yeah, yeah, they're horse racing people. They own, they own a couple of uh, horse racing people, uh, mm. horses. Um, he runs a ten point uh, nine hundred yard or a hundred meter dash. <laughs> That's fast. Yeah. Um, and he weighs two hundred pounds. So they don't know if he's going to play running back, but he's That's close running back, to a wide horse. receiver, linebacker, safety is what he played for his high school, and he scored thirty touchdowns so, last year with twenty six hundred yards rushing. He's one of those guys they list as ATH. Yeah. Yeah, athlete. Athlete. Yeah, they're, they're, they said that they he could be on defense, but they're going to try him out um, as uh, running back uh, or possibly a wide receiver because we have a need for those. Um, but anyway, uh, congratulations. Stealing one away from a uh, power conference. Uh, Paul in Nampa, you had something you want to talk about for the Broncos here real quickly? Yeah, good morning, you guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I was just curious, uh, in, as far as... Uh, uh, Spencer Danielson is concerned. Is he any relation to a Gary Danielson? That was the uh, quarterback quarterback for the Detroit Lions back in the late seventies and the eighties, and became a, a commentator on NFL. I don't. I don't think there's yeah. any relation. They have the same last name. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. And another question in regards to: Do they give an award for the best offensive and defensive line? The whole line, not just one, one or two players. Do you know what I'm saying? Not that I know. Does who uh-huh. give? Does who give the award? The team that comes out with the one that's voted in the best, um, the best offensive line and the best defensive line. No, not that I know of. Not that I know of. No. Yeah. Thank you for the call. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is Open Phones Friday, whatever you want to talk about on Fridays. Feel free to give us a call. And yes, we know sometimes you're not allowed to call. Um, you can email us also, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Let's get a final check on what's going on with sports this morning. Once again, it is brought to you by Pork Belly and CUNA. They're open for business. A uh, great way to kick off your Friday. Now, if you can't get in during the week, you can get in also on the weekends. They're open both Saturday and Sunday for breakfast, both days, 7 a.m., get in. They make everything from scratch. Uh, find out why everybody is talking about them. It's not just the amount of food you get, but it is the quality, too. Um, get into Pork Belly and Cunham. Jeff Choate was an assistant coach for the Boise State football team from 2006 through 2011 and coached running backs, linebackers, and special teams. He then coached linebackers at Washington State for one year, linebackers at Florida for one year, and defensive linemen at Washington for two years. From 2016 to 2019, Choate was the head coach at Montana State, where he compiled a record of 28 wins and 22 losses and led the team to the 2019 FCS semifinal. The past three seasons, Choate has been the co-defensive coordinator and inside linebackers coach at Texas. Now he has been hired as the new head coach at Nevada, who fired Ken Wilson after two seasons, four wins, and 20 losses.
Thursday, the university announced they've signed Choate to a five-year contract worth $5,775,000. He will make $1,050,000 his first season. The contract makes Choate the 10th best-paid head coach in the Mountain West Conference, just behind Boise State's Spencer Danielson at number nine. Boise State sophomore punter James Ferguson Reynolds has been named second-team All-America by Sports Illustrated following a season in which he led the nation with 49.6 yards per punt. Earlier this week, Ferguson Reynolds was left off the USA Today, College Football Network, The Athletic, and CBS Sports All-America teams and was not named as a finalist for the Ray Guy Award given to the nation's top punter by the Augusta Sports Council. Ashton Genty, meanwhile, who was named a first-team All-America running back by the College Football Network, was also named to the All-America first team as all-purpose back by USA Today. And Cage Casey of the Broncos was named to the Athletics' freshman All-America second team at tackle behind only Ernest Green of Georgia and Francis Maui Goa of Miami. That's sports. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700. Uh, that's our main number to get through to us. It is Open Phones Friday. That is also the text line number, which if you want to go see the Boise State Broncos take on Western Oregon, was it Wolves? Yeah, still is. Western Oregon Wolves uh, tomorrow, Extra Mile Arena. We have two pair of tickets we are uh, giving away. Once again, you have a chance to uh, win those tickets just by texting the word Broncos right now at 208 336 3700 uh, Go ahead and get those texts in. You'll have up until just before 10 o'clock before we pick two winners. Just keep in mind that if you are going to enter, you need to pick up those uh, tickets today before 5 p.m. Um, because they are hard tickets that you will take to the game tomorrow. Um, kind of a... <laughs> we, we, we had St. Nicholas uh, Day earlier this week. Last night, you had Hanukkah beginning at sundown last night uh, and will be celebrated for eight... Crazy nights. Mm-hmm. The only reason I know that is because of the song. Adam Sandler. Uh, yeah. Um, coming up here, of course, we have Christmas, Christmas Eve. Uh, the day before Christmas Eve, uh, a holiday that began with a stupid television show but now gets celebrated on a regular basis by uh, a lot of people every year, and that's Festivus. For the rest of us. Festivus for the rest of us. Growing up, myself and my two brothers were in a form of child abuse that yet wasn't recognized as such by the state of New York. Induced to perform seasonal rituals, just a very formalized setting for yelling at us. A holiday that was unique to our family. It didn't have a set date. It just happened whenever he felt like it or was extremely hungover and wanted to jumpstart his synapses. <laughs> you never know when it was coming. And I'm at a party and my loudmouth younger brother opens his yap and mentions this weird family holiday called Festivus. And I- I'm on Seinfeld at the time and a couple of my coworkers are there. And then one of them say, Jerry thinks this is hilarious and we want to put it in the show. I tried to dissuade them. They said, look, you can go in your episode or someone else's. So I figured if this has to be smeared onto the world, then I might as well be the hand doing the smearing. A new holiday was born. A festivist. <laughs> and guess what? It turned out to be uh, hilarious. I, when I was at uh, another radio station, we actually had uh, a couple of festivist uh, promotions that we did mm-hmm. where, where we did um, feats of strength. 
Mm-hmm. We decorated a pole, mm-hmm. uh, just an aluminum pole with lights, and that was the Festivus pole. The airing of the grievances. We had an airing of the grievances. I, I bring this up because the Florida newspaper uh, is inviting readers to submit their grievances for the uh, year, and then they will print them on Festivus. I'm sure they'll print the funny ones. Well, no, I think they'll print all of them. Really? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, some may be some serious grievances. Um, some of them that they've got in so far. Uh, why do you include the stumps in my bag romaine lettuce? I know I need roughage, but I'm not going to eat romaine stumps. That is that is a fairly good uh, point. Uh, another one uh, complained when my 12 year old son calls me bro. Last I checked, I was still mom. <laughs> mom. <laughs> Okay, that's funny. Dude, don't call me dude. I I bring this up because uh, as I was reading this, uh, I think, uh, unfortunately... Um, yeah. We don't. We won't be here at work, and we don't get Festivus off as one of our paid holidays. However, Festivus this year falls on uh, the twenty third, which is a Saturday, so mm-hmm. we won't be here. I'm thinking on Festivus Eve, which is just two weeks away from today, that we, the Casper and Chris show, have mm-hmm. an airing of the grievances. It's a good idea. So make your plans now. I mean, we kind of have that every day anyway, but yeah. (laughs) Make your plans now. Make it official. You will be airing your grievances as we celebrate Festivus for the rest of us. See, so this kind of works out great because we'll we'll be getting the celebration of Festivus on the 22nd. You people of real... Uh, I love this. So make your plans once again. If you have grievances that uh, you would like to um, get into us, if you want to, if you want to, right now, email your grievances in. Uh, <laughs> we will collect them and we will save them for Friday the twenty second, which is Festivus Eve. All right, airing yeah, just, of the just, grievances, but just, we'll celebrate this just year. Title it Festivus Grievance, and we'll put it aside. There, there you go. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, big turnaround in the uh, stock market since the uh, opening, and especially since the futures. Like for instance, the Dow was down uh, one hundred and thirty points at one point in the futures this morning. Um, now, since opening half an hour ago, up 80 points. All three of the indexes have turned around, wow. and we're seeing green the, everywhere. The present is so much better than the futures. Yeah. Well, hopefully it will stay that way for the rest of the day, too. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, also toll-free from wherever you might be listening this morning, 1-800-529-5264. It's Open Phones Friday. We'll talk about anything you want. Don't forget that uh, main number. It's also our text number, 208-336-3700. You should be texting the word Broncos right now if you want Broncos tickets. We have two pair of tickets thanks to Kenny and Cloverdale Plumbing uh, that you will win uh, today. We'll announce that winner coming up a little bit later, but if you want the tickets, text now. Broncos 208-336-3700. We'll pick two winners. Keep in mind, if you do win, you will need to pick these tickets up by 5 o'clock today here at our station because they are hard tickets to get you into the game tomorrow against uh, Western Oregon. Troy in uh, Boise, uh, thank you for being patient, holding on the line here this morning, listening on 93.1 uh, FM. It's Open Phones Friday. Good morning to you. Good morning. I just want to give it a, a traffic update. There is a active demonstration going on eastbound Chinden at Orchard. Now, this is about 10 minutes ago, but... There was a Canadian goose crossing against the light. Now, he created a big backup of traffic going eastbound on Chinden. So he starts coming across the road, 
And I see him, and I'm like, uh-oh, he's coming right at me. So I turned off my lights because I didn't want to startle him, you know. And So he starts crossing in front of my car. Well, he just sat right down. I couldn't see him, so I'm like, okay, he's going to pop out on the right side here in a second, any second. Where is he at? I got out. <laughs> now, meanwhile, I'm holding up traffic. I'm in the left turn lane. I get out. Nope, he's sitting right there. I, I shoot him out of the lane, but he turned around and he stabbed me. So we need to do something about these Canadian geese. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad no, nobody attempted Canadian to run them that, over. Yeah, that is going to be have, or going to have to be a high wall. I'm thinking. <laughs> but be aware, there is. Uh, you know, a goose running amok in that intersection. So right. Now, wait a minute. Yeah. Just a minute ago, you know. didn't say he was running amok. You just said he was sitting there. Now, I mean, you don't make it He's worse than it really is. running amok, and he isn't a duck. <laughs> well, he was waddling. Yeah, he was moving. All right. So, Thank you, Troy. If you see a traffic delay there, that's <laughs> yeah. probably uh, Do we have to give a, a, an official sponsorship for that traffic update this morning? I, I don't, you buy our I official think. Christmas goose. <laughs> Uh, Whoops. I, I don't think we have to. Uh, keep in mind, if you want to get through this morning, uh, also for Open Phones Friday, uh, you can email us, uh, mike at kboi.com uh, and uh, chris at kboi.com. Uh, wanted to talk uh, yesterday, reporters uh, at the end of a press conference asked uh, Joe Biden um, about the foreign influence peddling and the investigation uh, going on right now in the house the impeachment inquiry take a listen um to what he had to say yesterday to the questions about that president biden on ukraine and also china uh there's polling by the associated press that shows that almost 70 percent of americans including 40 percent of democrats believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests can you explain to the americans uh, to Americans in this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not, and it's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many uh, of their, their business associates? I did not. There's well, lies. I like how you, I'm not going to comment. They're lies. They're just a bunch of lies. Yeah, that actually does qualify as a comment. No comment. They're lies. Uh, Speaker of the House uh, Mike Johnson later responded to Biden's accusation by asserting that Biden, not House Republicans, are lying. The president, uh, he said, just lied again to the American people. He said uh, the facts are there is evidence of at least 22 examples of Joe Biden speaking with or meeting with Hunter Biden's foreign business associates. As more of that circumstantial evidence surfaced this past summer, the White House narrative about Biden's alleged involvement has changed significantly, and we've talked about that. Previously, Biden had maintained he had never discussed any business with his son or brother or anybody in his family. But after former Hunter Biden associate Devin Archer testified uh, to Congress at the White House uh, that he had had been involved in uh, meetings, the White House uh, changed their narrative of never being involved in business with his son to um, never getting directly benefiting from his son's business. The House, as you know, has opened an official impeachment inquiry. Um, They will uh, vote next week 
apparently. House Republicans introduced a measure yesterday to formally authorize the impeachment inquiry into President Biden's alleged corruption, setting up that floor vote probably next Wednesday, they said. Um, Two sources told the Washington Post that the House tentatively plans to vote sometime Wednesday on the legislation. The measure was unveiled just uh, after Biden repeatedly denied having any interaction with his son or any relatives uh, having to do with business. Now, This is still, once again, I don't want people to go, oh, he's going to be impeached. No, this is still just an impeachment inquiry. This is not a vote on impeachment. Um, That may never happen. This is just the investigation part to see if there is any evidence of actual wrongdoing. Um, This doesn't even mean that the House will move to impeach Biden at any time in the future. Um, This gives House investigators increased power during the investigation to investigate the allegations. Uh, The step, they said, uh, Republicans say became necessary because the Biden administration is not cooperating with their investigation willingly, and this will give them a little more powers uh, for subpoenas and uh, whatnot. So um, there's even some thought that maybe, I don't think they're going to vote on this if they don't have the votes. Um, This did not get voted on uh, a month ago because uh, the House... Republicans didn't have enough vote uh, votes at the time they thought to officially do the uh, inquiry, mm-hmm. um, but the the word is now that they think that they do officially have enough votes to make it official. So I I, I mean they're going to do a count before they do it because it would look dumb. They were interviewing one of the vote. guys the other night and said, "Do you have concrete evidence now?" And he said, "We're very very close to it." And I don't know why I have to keep telling you that every six months. <laughs> Uh, like I said, um, you know, there's a lot here um, that you go, oh, wait a minute. Now, why why did that happen? Why is the narrative changed? Why this? Why that? But I still say this is going to be a really high bar for Republicans to get to, to get to proof. And, and you, you're going to have to have that proof, not just that money was exchanged from Hunter Biden or his brother to Joe Biden, that, that has to be proof somehow, some way, that either the money was illegal in giving it to Joe Biden or that there is proof that they were influence peddling, that that money, so that Joe Biden, either as vice president or now as president, um, you know, would act in some way accordingly that would help those people out. And I just don't know how you're going to prove that. You know what I mean? Unless you get somebody saying, you know, yeah, here's here's well, they, the audio recording through. of him saying that he will do this for us if we give him this much they've, money. They've gone through thousands of canceled checks and have yet to find one where in the memo somebody wrote for corruption. Yeah. And by the way, I if, would have just quit looking at even that. in the in the memo, if they had written for corruption, it would mean just as much as <laughs> it means putting in that's loan true. repayment. It mean it means nothing putting that's, that in the memo. That's true. The memo is just what you wrote. Yeah, that, that's it. May or may not have anything to do with the truth. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, when we come back here, we've got a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question coming up next after Bronco Sports Today. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 
825, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, is brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. 208-888-4128, the only number you need to know when it comes to your real estate needs. Give them a call today. $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue, downtown Boise, or at the Village in Meridian. Use it at either one of those locations if you win. Guy is going to get first crack at our question today. Guy in the uh, Lincoln-Douglas uh, presidential campaign. Uh, the two candidates, besides both wanting to be elected president of the United States, also had something else in common. Uh, this commonality, though, was more of a personal level. Our question today, what personal thing did Lincoln and Douglas share? They were lawyers. That is uh, not what we're looking for today. That's not really a personal thing. Everybody knew they were lawyers. This is more of a personal thing that they that they share 208-336-3700 um lisa besides wanting to be president of the united states douglas and lincoln shared another commonality this was more of a personal thing that they shared what was it that they shared they both agreed that the um during the debate that one person should speak for an hour and the other person would have an hour and a half to rebut but not inter- interrupt each other. Um, that, no, th- that's that's the rules of the debate. This is something else that they shared. These people shared this commonality. Good answers, though. Yeah, uh, it's it's on a personal level. Um, that the rules, those are rules, and everybody knew the rules. This is uh, more of a personal thing that they shared. Um, let's give uh, Ellen a chance. Ellen, what is it that uh, Douglas and Lincoln both shared? Um, I'm not sure if I've got the right answer either, but. Uh, I think they both, well, they both agreed that slavery was bad, uh, but in different uh, another, ways. Another good guess, but like, the people, mm-hmm. you, you, you're missing one thing. We're going to give one more chance. You're missing one important thing. Like I said, this is a personal thing that they shared. Not a public thing, not a rule, not a uh, public policy. Um, Connie, you're going to get the final chance, and then we're going to declare this a uh, uh, an impossible question this morning. What is it that both Lincoln and Douglas shared? Well, they were both, they both didn't graduate. From, they didn't finish school. They were in poverty. Both had poverty in their in their background. Yeah, um, yeah. another another good, good guess, but uh, unfortunately, not that, the one we're looking for. N- not it, it, this is a personal thing that they both shared. Um, we're going to declare this uh, an impossible question today. Um, Chris, what was it that they shared? They both dated Mary Todd. They both shared Mary Todd. That's what they both twenty years uh, before uh, Lincoln got together with Mary Todd. Um, apparently, uh, Stephen Douglas. And uh, Mary Todd dated. And Stephen Douglas proposed. Yeah. Uh, Mary Todd was not interested. Man, and, she apparently she, she said, dated quite a few people. And she said, uh, you're not tall enough. I don't know what she said. <laughs> she was and actually then, quite short. Yeah. And then 20 years later, um, we just looked up pictures. Of her. She was yeah. she was not a looker. Um, that's my personal opinion, by the way. Sorry if we have any of her family listening this morning. Uh, the bad news is no winner. The good news is we are going to give away that $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue before the top of the hour. There's a Mr. Todd Lincoln on the phone for you? (laughs) No, there's not. Uh, if you want to win, stick around. We'll give a chance to give that, uh, away on the way sometime within the next hour. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 
Uh, poor Kenny and Kenna said he was trying to call through on the damn near impossible question, um, but didn't get through in time. Said he had seen that on the History Channel. That both Douglas and uh, Lincoln had voted yeah. or had uh, dated Mary Todd. Mary Todd. So we do have an Im- Who, uh, impossible question today. Apparently, was only one of like half a dozen women that lived in <laughs> Illinois back in the. Uh, Isn't that crazy? 1840s. And by the way, uh, I don't know if you uh, heard and paid attention. There was a 20-year difference in when they dated. Yeah. So 20 years difference in when they dated, and then of course uh, Abraham Lincoln eventually uh, married Mary Todd. So she was probably like 18 years old when she went with yeah, I would guess something Stephen like Douglas that. Yeah. or 17 or something. And then 20 years later, Lincoln said, hey, I'm running for office. I need a wife. Would you? Wouldn't I? <laughs> uh, by the way, the good news of this is we did not get a winner. It doesn't happen very often, but every once in a while we do. So if you want that $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue and you don't want to have to answer some stupid question, um, stick around because we're going to give that away with caller number six on the way this morning uh, here in just a little bit. Don't call now. We'll tell you when to call, and then we'll give it away to caller number six, $50 gifts to get to R&R Barbecue. Still on the way, too, uh, right now, if you're just uh, starting to listen in, please uh, text Broncos to 208-336-3700 uh, if you want to go watch the Broncos game tomorrow. Uh, once again, if you want to watch the Broncos game, we have two pair of tickets. Thanks to Cloverdale Plumbing for giving us those to give to you. They're not going to be used. These are uh, Kenny's tickets. Said, hey, give it to your listeners. So that's what we're doing. You'll have up until 10 o'clock, and we'll pick two winners once again today. Uh, if you would like to uh, go to the game tomorrow against Western Oregon, go ahead and text Broncos right now to 208-336-3700. It is Open Phones Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about uh, today. That's what Friday is about. Uh, so feel free. Um, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Ben wrote in. His answer to the impossible question was that both Lincoln and Douglas listened to our show. No, that wasn't it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good try, Ben. That, see, now, but that one would have worked a little bit better than what people were trying to guess. Because we the, the biggest hint for you to get that question right was this was a personal thing. Yeah. So the fact that they, you know... It was. I mean, it was a little vague. Some questions just yeah, are. Yeah, because if I gave it any, it had to be somewhat vague, or it would just give it away. I, I think one time we inadvertently asked, "What what happened that was interesting in 1922?" <laughs> um, or something of that nature. That see now that would be an impossible question, right? Especially if we were looking for one specific answer. Because you know, it, it's it's entirely possible that even when we reveal the answer, somebody will say, "Wait a minute, that wasn't interesting." <laughs> Another court case. Um, could be uh, wrapping up. This has been going on for months. What since October? I think this has started the uh, fraud case, civil fraud case going on with Donald Trump in uh, New York. We might, maybe, possibly get closing arguments next week. Wow! Uh, Donald Trump's final defense expert testified yesterday. Um, he's at, Donald Trump this week has had a pretty good week um, at that trial. From my synop- my synopsis of the arguments. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Uh, Donald Trump's final uh, defense Your expert witness. testified yesterday that the fraud case against the former president, his family, and business lacks any evidence of fraud. Saying here, quoting, my main finding is that there is no evidence whatsoever of any accounting fraud. Eli Bartov is a research professor of accounting at New York University's Stern School of Business. Said he, I couldn't find a single GAAP provision that was violated. I couldn't find one. Um, he was sharply criti- uh, critical of the attorney general um, 
and remarked on her allegations. Some of them really border on the absurd. Throughout his testimony, Bartov backed the defense view that financial statements are inherently subjective. Shortly before lunch recess, um, there was a little shouting match. Attorney General's counsel Kevin Wallace slammed Bartov's testimony as pure speculation from someone they hired to say whatever it is they want. You make up allegations that never existed. Bartov snapped back at Wallace that you should be ashamed of yourself talking to me like that. The judge interrupted and said, maybe this is a good time to take a lunch break so that uh, we can have tempers calm down. The judge interrupted and said, hey, everybody but me, shut up. (laughs) Calm down, people. Calm down. Which in a courtroom a judge can say, by the way. Now, um, earlier this week, um, there was also some good testimony uh, from Deutsche Bank CEO. Now, Deutsche Bank is one of the biggest banks in the world and also uh, the bank that had loaned the most money um, to Donald Trump on the basic premise that Mm -hmm. he was worth this amount of money and and we're going to give you a loan. They are from Germany, hence the name. So uh, as part of that uh, information that came out this week, uh, Deutsche Bank CEO said that they reviewed the financial statements before making the loans. The deals came with condition about Trump's net worth and sometimes liquidity, and they often required annual submissions of his financial statements to make sure that they continued to maintain what he claimed. At times, the bank, uh, the CEO said, pegged Trump's, uh, Trump's wealth at several billion dollars lower than he actually did, according to documents and testimony. In 2019, for example, he said that Trump's financial statement listed his net worth at $5.8 billion which the bank themselves adjusted after investigating down to $2.5 billion. Uh, But the CEO said that such differences weren't necessarily unusual or alarming, that it happened all the time and was not considered fraud. Said that Trump also acted as guarantor of the loans and was quick to act when the bank raised concerns that properties weren't generating enough cash flow to make payments. Williams said at one point uh, Trump moved $8.6 million into the Washington Hotel's coffers after cash flow fell short of uh, requirement. No payments were missed. The loans were never found to be in default, Williams said, and all of them were paid back. After Williams uh, finished his uh, testimony, Trump's lawyers sought, as they have repeatedly done throughout the trial, to have the case thrown out again. They argued the bank executive had neutralized any allegations that the defendants deceived their lender about Trump's wealth. Judge Arthur Ngoron said that he would take the request for dismissal under advisement, but he did note that they were a mere uh, fact that lenders were happy does not mean that there was not fraud. How would you like to have enough money to, uh, if somebody asked you to estimate your own worth, to miss it by $3.3 billion, and it <laughs> not really seemed to be that unusual? Um and apparently, as the CEO said, he goes, this happens, you know, all the time. Sure. And and which goes to the point People of, with a lot of money don't know how much they have. And, and which goes kind of to the point that the defense witness yesterday said, it, it, no matter which side you're on, whether you're in the bank, um, whether you're the attorney general saying that there was fraud because there's no way that this can be worth this much, it is subjective, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, stuff's worth what somebody will pay for it. Yeah, exactly. So you can you can think that something is only w- worth here, or it's worth a lot more than it uh, it is. But if they're only going to pay a certain amount for it, then that's what the thing is actually worth, not what you say or what the bank says. So, yeah, I I, I agree with you. I don't know what's going to happen uh, in this particular case. Uh, the only thing that I'm one hundred percent sure of that no matter who 
uh, wins, the other is going to uh, file an appeal. Uh, if the defense wins uh, their yeah. case, uh, Trump will file, uh, or uh, the uh, attorney general, I'm sure, will file appeal. And if the attorney general wins, Trump's going to file an appeal. And part of this, keep in mind, the judge has already ruled before the trial even started, which I think is why Trump will appeal this, that mm-hmm. there was fraud. That's true. He did say that. Yeah. So He said basically this is... Okay, it's, it's a given now. There is fraud. We're just going to find out the details. Yeah. Um, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break here. It is Open Phones Friday. Phone lines are open. You can email us also, mike at kbui.com, chris at kbui.com. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, if you want to uh, weigh in this morning, it is Open Phones Friday. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com, text us. Same as our uh, main number. By the way, uh, while you're texting us, things that uh, you want to talk about on the show, don't forget if you want to go to the basketball game, Boise State, taking on Western Oregon tomorrow at Extra Mile Arena at 2 o'clock. We have your tickets for you right now. We have two pair of tickets, thanks to Kenny and uh, Cloverdale Plumbing. Um, They've given them to us to give to you. So text Broncos right now. You have uh, just about an hour left, 208-336-3700. And we'll pick pick two people at random. So you're not getting four tickets. Uh, We'll get two different winners to get a pair of tickets to tomorrow afternoon's game. For the rest of you who don't go to the game, um, aren't able to, but still want to know what's going on, don't forget, you'll be able to hear all the action here, as always, because we are the voice of the Broncos, not just for football, but also for basketball, so you'll be able to hear all the action here with uh, Bob Beeler coming up uh, tomorrow beginning at 2 o'clock. John has written in about something we talked about about an hour and a half ago and says regarding Mr. Fire Alarm Puller, liar, liar, pants on fire. If he's that stupid that he's trying to worm his way out, he should still be charged with a felony. His upbringing is flawed and he needs to go. He should have been a man and just said, I was stupid. I did it. I'll own it. And it won't happen again. I asked for forgiveness. That was a lesson all youth should learn in grade school. And when they are adults, they will be accelerating in life uh, because they have uh, good moral Fiber. That's from John. And I, I, I mean, I agree with John when we talked about this. Uh, I, and I really, truly believe that had he said, all right, I, I yeah. apologize. Yes, this was a mistake. I should never have done it. That there would not have been a vote on, on censure. It probably would have been over with. The investigation would have been over with. Um, but it kept going on and on. And even though there was more evidence to prove the fact mm-hmm. that he knew it was an, uh, an alarm, there's no way he couldn't have known it was an alarm because it now, said, pull in case of fire. And he, by the way, right. has been uh, a superintendent or a principal of a schools who have fire alarms that look exactly like mm-hmm. that. Producer Derek uh, looked it up, and because uh, I had said, you know, how, is that isn't that a misdemeanor to just pull a fire alarm? Uh, the lesser of the three offenses is a false emergency report under D.C. law. It is a misdemeanor and punishable by up to six months in prison and a one thousand dollar fine. Falsely pulling a fire alarm could also constitute illegal obstruction of congressional proceedings, a felony under federal law. Which is what they accused him of doing. The, the, the claim is that he was trying to slow down the vote. 
And the only way that At they least could do that get, get back on the floor. Yeah, the only way that they could slow down the vote was to pull the fire alarm, no. it, which it did because when the fire alarm goes off, um, everybody's actually, required to leave the building until they make sure that it, there is no fire. He uh, he pulled it in the house building, but it, it's 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 attached attached, and there are offices. The, so connected. is the Senate. Yeah. the Senate building is attached as well. Yeah. By uh, at least, if nothing else, underground corridors because I've been in those. Yeah. So they did. They did have to clear until the all clear um, was given. So it, it did slow things down. And like I said, I truly believe my opinion is that if he just would have accepted it. But I mean, even to this day, he's saying he doesn't. He did nothing wrong, even though the video proves that he did. And, and we talked about this. It took a while for them to release the official video showing him going up, and then you, you get the picture of what. The alarm looks like pull in case of fire. And his excuse was um, because they were there on a Saturday, that door is locked on a Saturday, and he thought you had to push that special button that says pull in case of fire to get the door to open. Well, the video unfortunately showed he didn't try the door before. With logic like that, he should <laughs> run for Congress. Wait a minute, he's in Congress. Yeah. Never mind. And, and he didn't uh, try the door after either. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It is 905-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you uh, want to get through, you can email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. We'll talk about anything you want to talk about. It is Open Phones Friday. You can also text us, same as our main number. Uh, also, uh, into the final 55 minutes for you to text and win those Broncos tickets. All you have to do is text Broncos, plural, 208-336-3700. Two pair of tickets that will be given away to two lucky listeners, uh, all thanks to Cloverdale Plumbing, who donated those tickets for our giveaways today. Keep in mind, if you are texting and you want to get the uh, tickets to the game, you will have to pick them up here at our stations this afternoon uh, before 5 o'clock because we are not open tomorrow. So keep that in mind if you are going to try and win because we want to make sure that these tickets don't get waste, uh, wasted and go to somebody who uh, really does want to uh, use them. Uh, make sure that you can pick them up today uh, before 5 o'clock. Um, you can also, uh, as I mentioned, not just text there to win. We'll have some winning going on. We did not give away our prize today for our damn near impossible question, uh, because it turned out to be impossible. So we still <laughs> have that $50 gift certificate that we're going to be giving away to R&R Barbecue sometime this hour. So mm. be ready to call at 208-336-3700. Uh, I did want to do, we were talking about last hour and ran out of time to be able to get, uh, uh some of the audio, um, from, Donald Trump's lawyer, uh, Alina Haba, who went on uh, Fox Business after the latest couple of uh, people who testified uh, in court. And you heard the last person who will testify for the defense yesterday. So they have wrapped up uh, their side of the court case. Prosecution, uh, their side was wrapped up before the defense. So uh, more than likely, possibly, we could hear uh, some closing arguments next week and then maybe possibly get a decision from the judge before Christmas. I don't know if it'll be this year or not, but she was on Fox Business uh, yesterday talking uh, uh, about the uh, latest case. In Donald Trump's ongoing, highly politicized so-called fraud trial in New York City, a Deutsche Bank executive gave testimony today that could bolster Donald Trump's defense in his $250 million civil fraud trial. Donald Trump is due back in court, I believe it's December 11th. 
I know who knows the answer to this. Let's welcome legal spokeswoman for Donald Trump and general counsel for Save America, Alina Hava. Great to see you, Alina. Thank you. Uh, I, I've shown you this before off camera, but I want to read to you the legal definition of fraud, which is what your client is accused of. It says, as, as usually applied under state laws, the term fraud or dishonesty encompasses such matters as larceny, theft, embezzlement, forgery, misappropriation, wrongful abstraction, wrongful converse, conversion, willful misapplication or any other fraudulent or dishonest acts and these last four words are key resulting in financial loss uh, where was the financial loss in the case that's being brought against your client? Uh, New Yorkers that are paying Miss James to bring this witch hunt against <laughs> Donald Trump. That's the answer for you, David. It's absurd. The president made people money. The Trump Organization has paid hundreds of millions of dollars in taxes of payroll taxes, employs thousands of employees. His statement of financial condition was undervalued. And today we had multiple Deutsche Bank witnesses testify that it didn't matter. His value was so high that even if you cut it in half, he still would have been fine. And the Deutsche Bank still would have had him in ultra net worth group. And he still would have gotten the same loan terms. We asked for a directed verdict from this judge. We said, judge, what, just stop. What does that mean? Sure. Directed verdict means there is no need to proceed to waste taxpayer dollars on this witch hunt because we have proven the case. There was no fraud. The banks made money. The president is worth a lot more than his statements of financial condition. Have any has has any bank suggested that they lost money? because of their dealings with Donald Trump. Every bank has made money. There has never been a default. And when there were holidays, the Trump Organization paid early before the holidays to make sure there was never issues. Now, Letitia James, the attorney general, brought the case, says, claims that there was probable loss because of the fact that the banks could have made more money on interest, on charging a greater interest, to which you say what? To which I say they all got paid early. They got paid with interest and early ahead of the loans. There were step downs. There were personal guarantees. And the assets were worth more than the financial condition. It doesn't make sense. New Yorkers should be afraid. Ms. James is putting her nose into private contracts where there were absolutely no victims, where there people, everybody on both sides of the contract kept their word, kept their deal and made money. And she now wants to, because she ran on Trump and because this is again the political election interference that we're seeing across the country right now stop him. Well, all um, that once again, uh, Trump attorney Alina Haba. Um, I think you probably heard probably what she's going to say in her closing arguments right there. Um, whenever they do, yeah. which could be as early as next I week. Also heard it the last twenty times she was interviewed. She yeah. never says anything different. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Um, Justice writes in, please correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, aren't they charging Trump for vote tampering or something like that? But isn't that exactly what Trump is it's, accusing them of, of, of first? Different. Uh, there, are, there are different cases against him. This is not that one. Yeah, that's the, the Georgia cases, uh, the uh, voter tampering. Um, that is due. We don't even know when that's going to start. I think it's next May is when it's due to start. Jesse on the interstate writes in and says, of course, the Deutsche Bank guy is going to say that everything was kosher. If he testifies otherwise, that means they didn't do their due diligence. Exactly. Which they're supposed to do. It's their job to do everything. Due diligence. Everything checked out on my end, he says. It's not, it's not the person asking for the loan that does the due diligence. It's the person that has the money and says, here, I'm going to make a decision whether or not it's worth the risk to give you the money or not. 
Unless somebody has a different bank that yeah. they go to that I, than all what I, I go to. All I did was sign a few pieces of paper. It's your fault for falling for it. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, Gary and Nampa listening on 670 AM, open phones Friday. Good morning to you. Yeah, I noticed there's a lot less traffic on Fridays than there is the worst rest of the work week. I was just curious, where are all these jobs that only have a four-day work week? What are you doing going to work? We're, we're not at work well, today. Well, I do, I do non-emergency <laughs> medical transportation, and people still need to go to doctors and yeah, counseling and what have you, so... I work. I don't. I'm not, I don't pay attention um, necessarily to today or not. Um, are our schools in session today? Because that has a big effect on, no, on this, traffic this a lot of times. Friday. Oh, it's every from, Friday. From Napa to Boise, it's ten to fifteen minutes quicker on Friday than any other day of the week. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer as to why Fridays would be any better. Well, I can only assume there's a lot of people who only do a four-day work week, and I want to know where those jobs are. Hmm. Yeah, don't have an answer for you. I know a charter school where they only uh, uh, teach Monday through Thursday. Did you know, uh, I, I didn't realize this, that there are 96 schools in our state that have four-day school weeks? Okay, well, there you go right there. I had, I mean, Nin- I knew there 90, were a few, like you just said. 96 nine- schools full of teachers, principals, janitors, lunch ladies. I, I, I asked I, lunch men. I, I bring if, that up because of what he he said and what you just said. Yeah. How long is it going to be if we already have ninety six schools in our state? Because there are people already pushing. Some of the schools are pushing mm-hmm. for four day school weeks. How long is it going it's to be before we lot, finally get to that? A lot more popular than the ones who used to push for a six day school week. Who was that? I don't know, but they weren't very popular. No, oh. probably why we don't I, remember their names. I, I I don't even remember it ever getting pushed. See. Uh, Vicky and Boise listening there, at 670 AM this morning. Good morning huge, to you. Huge cover up. Hello. Hello. Yes. I just wanted to make people aware of the dog. Uh, what is it? Pneumonia going around with dogs. Yes. Okay. The illness. I lost my little baby mm. a few weeks ago. We're sorry. And, I just want people to be aware that be careful. You know, if they're sick, do something about it. Is this something that's uh, going around in the uh, community now? Yes. So it's not just a yes. limited just to your dog. It's it's something that's happening. Oh no, all it's around. going around. It's that mysterious illness for pets. It, what what I are the my, what are the first symptoms so people can be on the lookout? Uh, my little dog couldn't breathe, oh. and I took her to my vet. And he took an x-ray and gave her an antibiotic for pneumonia. Well, three days later, I had to take her to the emergency vet. And she had that new uh, virus going around in pets. Hmm. They kept her alive for 12 hours in this oxygen crate. And I spent over $3,000 on her, which would wow. I, I gladly did. Yeah. Because she was my baby for 14 years. Yeah. And I have a hole in my heart. And I just miss her so much. Yeah, I I feel for you. I've I've had dogs, and it's it's never never easy to let them no, go. No, and to lose her this way, 
I yeah. think she got it from the groomers when I took her to it because she never went out of the house. Right. Well, that's too bad. And I just want people to be aware that their pets are family, too. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, feels very sorry for you. I'm sorry to hear that. Thanks for sharing that news so that people can be aware of it, though. Appreciate it. Uh, according to pet insurance company uh, Trupanion, Claims for dogs with respiratory illness are on the rise in several states. Dogs are most likely to contract the mystery illness by being in close contact with numerous other dogs. So places like daycare, dog parks, groomers, as she mentioned, or boarding kennels um, might be something to avoid right now, if you can. 916, we will uh, take a break. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. It is open phones Friday. Get to your phone calls and uh, emails. We've got more on the way coming up. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 921, couple text messages, 208-336-3700. Uh, said, I 100% agree with your caller. There has been a lot less traffic on Fridays. Uh, another person says, it's called working from home on Fridays. Half of our office uh, is allowed to work from home on Fridays. That would explain it if uh, you're allowed to work from home. Don't have to come into work. If we were allowed to work from home, would you be here today, Chris? <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess that answers that I'm sorry, question. Something, I'm sorry. Struck, something struck me funny. What was it you just said? <laughs> anyway, um, Two Dogs a Star writes in and says, Chris, Mike mentioned idiots in traffic. Here's a tip. If it isn't foggy, don't turn on your fog lights. Not necessary to augment the overabundance of light from our fine LED headlights. Mm-hmm. Thank you, two dogs. All right. Uh, 208-336-3700. Rich in Boise, listening on 670 AM. Uh, good morning, Rich. Well, I wanted to take about talk about Steve Bannon and Hunter Biden. It's been like over two years, and Steve Bannon still hasn't served a day in jail. So Hunter has just got to make it past the election. Uh, I'm sure that there, that, uh, that Biden has done just like Ford did. He Ford pardoned Nixon for all crimes he keep, he committed or may have committed. I'm sure Hunter Biden's got a signed pardon already. And after the election, uh, then Joe can pardon him and there's nothing I can do to him about it really. Well, after so, uh, the election, he wouldn't be able to pardon him if he is not elected. So you can't, as a former president, no, no. say I pardon uh, uh, at the end end of his ele- or the end of his term, pardon people in advance of being charged with anything. Uh, they're depres- after the election, he'll still be president for two and a half months. Right. <laughs> but once, so that, once, that's, once, time. that's a good prediction. <laughs> once again. That's, once that's again, you have time to pardon okay, him. Rich, if he hasn't, Rich has if he hasn't been found guilty of anything, what's he going to be pardoned of? Uh, Nixon wasn't found guilty. It was a preemptive pardon. Exactly. And 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 uh, he could he could pardon him for the crimes he's accused of, and those crimes they happened like five years ago. And but he could only pardon him for federal crimes. That Hunter is only charged with federal crimes. So I'm sure that that Rich. pardon is already... Hey, Rich, that would, that Rich. would sound... Rich, it's in, in the pool, I'm putting you down for 75 days for the second uh, <laughs> Biden administration. Well, I mean, that's at least an after, after, after if he gets reelected, then 
he could he could pardon Hunter, and he wouldn't have to. He wouldn't face any consequences for it. There we go. Mm. If he if he did it before the election, he'd there'd be people. Be, there'd be some resentment after the election. I'm, I'm sure President Harris would consider pardoning to him too. So that's no big deal. I I will also say that uh, it would be a, a bad look to say my, I still maintain my son is innocent, but I'm pardoning him anyway. Thanks for the call. 208-336-3700. Email uh, if you want. Mike at KBY.com. Chris at KBY.com. Couple, uh, this one, and I I just looked this up. uh, No name on this. says, still waiting for your response on election fraud case. Told you first actual court case was uh, upcoming. 60 previous cases were never heard due to lack of standing. You proved media bias by not being able to find facts on upcoming court case. Here they are. Obama appointed U.S. District Judge Amy Totenberg from Georgia wrote in a uh, report that those who believe there may have been fraud are not conspiracy theorists because there's enough evidence to support their views. Court case is scheduled for January. Um, so I did look that up uh, for you, and even you still don't understand what this court case is about. Uh, the court case is not about past fraud in the election. The court case is on a, on whether or not going forward Georgia should be allowed to use the Dominion servicers because of the possibility of cyber attacks. This isn't this isn't a court case that is going to say, hey, there was enough fraud in the election to overturn the election back in 2020. That's not what this case is about. Um, you're you're com- you're completely confused, or you didn't read the whole story that. Um, about what the trial in January is going to be about. The federal judge suggests a compromise in an upcoming security lawsuit, um, but without an agreement, she ordered the trial scheduled to begin in January. She wrote in an order uh, today that the public might be better served outside the court battle between Georgia Secretary of State Raffensperger and plaintiffs opposed to the state's touchscreen voting system using that going forward. So this, once again... Your case that you hope would be about the 2020 election is not actually about the 2020 election. It's about using the Dominion touchscreens and whether or not Georgia will continue to um, be allowed to use those. Is this the person who writes in and says that uh, the people uh, who have brought all the fraud cases didn't lose because when when your case is thrown out of court without being tried, it, it means you didn't lose? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So hey, look. If there's if there's a case, we'll report on it. But you got your information wrong again. This is not about fraud that happened in uh, the case. Is not about fraud that happened back in in the twenty twenty election. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. As promised, we did not get a winner for our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question this morning. That means we're sitting on a fifty dollar gift certificate to R and R barbecue. Chris has been uh, pleading with I, me. I'm not sitting on it. You to, are to use it for us to go out to lunch today uh but that would be bad because it's for our <laughs> listeners um i i totally agree with you but it would be bad um caller number six I was just thinking out loud caller number six right now 208-336-3700 we have a 50 dollars gift certificate to r&r barbecue and guess what you don't have to answer any stupid questions nothing just be caller six right now Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. 
Congratulations going out to uh, Kenny. He's got the $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue. Kenny was uh, our sixth caller, and now we'll be enjoying a delicious lunch because uh, our listeners were not smart enough to answer our damn near impossible question this morning. Congratulations, oh, Kenny. I wouldn't say that. Well, none of them answered it. I'd just say it was probably poorly asked. <laughs> That's my fault. I, it's my fault. I apologize. Still have some oh, winning going on. I wasn't trying to indicate. Yeah, you got it. Right I, now, I um, you have a chance to get your Broncos tickets. Text the word Broncos, plural, 208-336-3700. We have two pair of tickets that we are giving away. You've got about another 25 minutes to get those texts in. Keep in mind, you do have to pick these tickets up today before 5. Um, so if you want them, go ahead and text right now. You've got 25 minutes, 208-336-3700. Uh, Dave emails in yelling at us because he wrote everything in capital letters. I don't know how he wrote these in because apparently he doesn't have any arms. Um, said, uh, seriously, guys, you haven't heard about the canine illnesses going around? You guys are in the media and you're hearing about this for the first time? Cheese and fries. Pay attention to current events. It's been well documented. FKBOI anymore. You guys are worthless. Okay, Dave. Would you like more dog sickness news? Because I, I, I have to admit, we don't do a lot of dog sickness stories, but when one does come up and seems, you know, heartfelt and important, we, we will relay it to other people. Dave, here, here's another tip for you. Um, I, it seems like you're very upset by this this morning. Um, uh, as you can tell by your cussing, uh, the fact that you printed everything in capital letters, which means you wanted to yell at us, um, unless your arms have been cut off. And if they have, maybe you can ask a loved one to go to your radio. There's a little dial on there. Um, there's actually two dials. There's one that is off and on. And if this is so upsetting to you, that it's causing you this much angst, just turn it off. Have them turn it off for you. Or yeah, you can I, you can change the channel if you I've already like. gotten four quick emails from people who do that every time Rich comes on. So <laughs> I, I know it is possible to do so, Dave, I, I'm sorry that we caused you uh, this much problems uh, to cause you to yell and scream and cuss this morning. I apologize. Um, there are probably, uh, you know, tens of thousands of new news stories every single day that come out. And I will be the first to admit that, yes, I don't look at every single news story printed in every newspaper, every uh, publication, every podcast in the world. Um, maybe you have that kind of time. I don't. Now, on on the other side, George writes in, Thanks, Chris, for following up with the lady losing her dog. Your Google search was very valuable as uh, this mystery illness is deadly. Dog owners, educate yourself and isolate your dog from other dogs. Thanks, George. You're really nice. See, Dave? Don't be a Dave. Be a George. Be a George. In a world of Daves, be a George. Um, another, uh, email in talking about the, uh, court case. Um, I have a funny feeling it's the same guy, uh, writing back because he doesn't want to write his name. Um, why would the judge rule on the machines if they're fully trustworthy? Why would she say voters are not conspiracy theorists if the machines or results are valid? Why would she say there's enough evidence for the case to proceed if there was no fraud? This is a case concerning future elections because there are questions about past elections. Um, you're assuming a lot there. And by the way, um, the, the judge has not made a decision yet at all. The judge does not make decisions, uh, except for, you know, in case of civil trials in New York, which Judge Ed, uh, Ergeron is doing. Um, this is, a, they're agreeing to hear the case. That's it. 
the case is coming up in January. We don't know if anything. We don't know if they're going to find that the there are security problems with the Dominion cases or not. They just say that there's enough evidence in this particular case. The people that are suing uh, have standing in the case, and they're going to hear the case. That doesn't that doesn't mean that they're going to be found guilty, not guilty. That they're going to use the machines going forward. This this is just a ruling that the case will be heard. That's it. Nothing more. Um, this will not decide whether or not there was enough evidence in the uh, Georgia election to overturn the case. Even if even if it does, they're not going to go back and say, like, "Oh, well, guess what? Um, we need to give uh, have another election here before the next election." So, because it looks like there was evidence of of fraud going on. This is this isn't even what this case is about. It's whether or not Georgia will continue to use the touchpad Dominion machines that uh, they currently use going forward or whether they'll be out of touch so we'll find out after the court case as of right now no idea i hope that i hope that explains that to you a little bit better 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless uh let me see here uh, another one uh, email this is a question here it says whatever happened to the secret serviceman who shot at uh, those people trying to steal a car, are Secret Service exempt from rules on when you can shoot at people that are not posing an immediate life threat? If this was Trump's grandchildren that the Secret Service was watching, this would be headline news. No, I don't. I don't necessarily think it would be headline news if this was uh, Trump's grandchildren, Secret Service, or the fact that it was Biden's Secret Service. Um, first off, I mean they 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 didn't shoot anybody. They shot at. Um, and I don't know if there is going to be a court case on this or not. I don't know. Also, don't know. Who knows the fact that this was Secret Service? Secret Service could have internally dealt with yeah. this. And by the way, it was a Secret Service car they were breaking into. Right. Just in case that makes a difference. Right. So, um, and it and, it, and they did drive the three people these who were, were trying to carjack the uh, car off. And these were, if you haven't heard the story, uh, it was some Secret Service agents, and they were assigned to protect uh, President Biden's uh, granddaughter, whose name is Naomi. And they came upon three people who were trying to break into an unmarked Secret Service vehicle in Washington, and apparently at some point opened fire. Uh, it was in a Georgetown neighborhood, and it was late Sunday night. They saw three people breaking a window of the parked and unoccupied SUV. And let's see what else. Um, one of the agents opened fire, but nobody was struck by the gunfire. So he may have just been firing warning shots. That's what, and, and I didn't know whether, whether he was just firing warning shots or, or not. It doesn't even say if he fired at trying to hit yeah. one of the individuals or not. But you're right. It could have been warning well, shots. And part of the reason I don't think we've heard anything about it is since it happened, the uh, Metropolitan, Metropolitan Police in Washington or the Secret Service, nobody has issued a report saying, here are, are what we found. So as soon as they do, we'll let you know. Yeah, because this just happened a month ago. Um, so the investigation could also still be going on. But I, I, I disagree with you respectfully. Don't don't write back yelling. Um, I respectfully disagree. I, I think if this would have been Secret Service guy, that were guarding one of Trump's grandchildren, it wouldn't be treated any different than it is. So I, I, I respectfully disagree no, they, with you. They, they do have to account for every time they fire a gun, and it would be treated like that. Yeah. 
another text message in, 208-336-3700, uh, says the hypocrisy of the GOP is so telling because they're so concerned with Hunter Biden and his $8 million over eight years, and yet Jared Kushner, who was part of the Trump administration, is now getting over $30 million a year from the Saudis. Talk about influence peddling. Why is this so important? Because the GOP will nominate a four-time indicted, twice-impeached former president as their candidate, who peddled influence throughout his four years as president. This is Trump requiring his surrogates to do his bidding to show President Biden is equally as bad as Trump. There's no comparison. Trump will be... Uh, Trump will because the worst president in U.S. history replacing Andrew Johnson, which is very low bar. Andrew Johnson. I I, I will say um, there's two things that I, I, I will disagree with you on. Number one, um, it, it I don't know who uh, you would think that Jared Kushner uh, or the Saudis are trying to influence because Trump isn't president. So it's it's okay to influence uh, just a regular citizen. Um, you know, it's not okay to influence, uh, try to influence a politician. Well, that's that's they're, illegal. They're talking about back when he was working in the White House. That's my other point. Right. So if that's what you're talking about when he was in the White House, and if this was indeed, as you said, as egregious as you say, as you say it is, uh, the people that were in charge of Congress, both the House, the Senate, and the presidency for the first two years of Biden's presidency were Democrats. So why did they not investigate? If this was as, as bad as you say it is, because they were in charge of investigations in the House where these investigations started, and it was never investigated. So, um, I wonder if they couldn't get cooperation from the Saudis. Do you need cooperation from the Saudis to start an investigation? You might, considering do, they, is, they were half the problem. Is, is the U.S. getting uh, cooperation from China, um, Pac- uh, Pakistan, and... I don't know. That could be why right now with the investigation could, with Hunter Biden. That could be why nothing's been resolved yet. Yeah. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Open phones Friday. Uh, we got one more segment. Last chance to uh, get in. Uh, talk about anything you want to talk about. Bring it up. Go ahead. And also, final chance to text. We got a few more minutes. If you want to get those Broncos tickets, text the word Broncos, 208 336 and you can get yourself those tickets. We've got two pair. Thanks to Kenny and Cloverdale Plumbing. Text away. You've got about 15 more minutes. Today from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Final few minutes to text the word Broncos, 208-336-3700. You can get a pair of tickets. We've got two of them, thanks to Kenny and Cloverdale Plumbing. Final chance to do that. We'll pick two of those winners. Keep in mind, if you are texting to win, you will have to pick up those tickets uh, this afternoon before 5 o'clock when we close. These are hard tickets to get. No, not hard tickets to get. They're just hard tickets. They're not digital tickets, so you'll have to pick up these tickets here at our studios. So stop on by and uh, pick them up. They're physical tickets. Physical tickets that you'll have to have in your hand. But there are two chances for you to win, so go ahead. Let's see here. Uh, oh, I, I, was, I was telling you there's a, a new list of the worst Christmas songs of all time. And uh, Derek was quite upset because apparently uh, Dominic the Donkey is not on the list. But no, uh, there's this. It's it's there's a band called. That's actually that was because he played a little bit of it. That was actually a pretty good song. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're you know um, 
really drunk. But uh, new, there's a band called New Song, apparently, that has a song called The Christmas Shoes, and it was ranked as the worst of all time. Now, second worst of all time, and Debbie guessed this right away, Elmo and Patsy Grandma got run over by a reindeer, which, despite being apparently terrible, is always popular. Unfortunately. And then number three was The Weather Girls, Dear Santa, Bring Me a Man This Christmas. Oh, what? Here comes. Go ahead. Turn it up. Now, oddly enough, that's not even one of the 30 worst. And and listening to that, you think, well, that's got to be on the list of 30 worst something, right? Here's the thing, though. It's actually pretty catchy. (laughs) I mean, it's not it's not great. Oh, like but later it's, we're going to be going catchy. Like later today, we're just going to be walking around going la la la. I have Dominic a funny feeling. Oh, yeah, no. I have a funny feeling. I'm going to have that in my head for the rest of the stupid Dominic day. The donkey. Um, but the, the one you read. Hey, back, give, me, give me some more lasagna. Backdoor Santa yeah. was 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 on the list. Yeah, apparently that's been recorded by an awful lot of. Uh, uh, yeah, inter- let's not, in- interesting band. Just in case, let's not play that one without hearing it. Bon Jovi. There's is Bon Jovi. I mean, he can play it after ten when he's on. Wait, that's, <laughs> that's Bongino. That's, wait, that's Bongino. You're yeah, right. That's I'm not. Sorry. That's not John Bon Jovi. That's Dan Bongino. I always mix up those two because they're practically identical. If you if you're blind, good grief, and can't hear. Um, by the way, since we're having a little bit of fun in the last few minutes, Helen we'll Keller well thought they were the same person. Friday. Um, I don't know if you've seen this yet. Uh, Miller High Life uh, wants to make uh, your home smell like a dive bar for the holidays. You mean more like it? I mean, yeah. okay. okay. So get, get that this is just, uh, and people are going to buy this. I know they're going to buy it. Um, because a lot of people love, you know, even I, myself, hey. we don't have a, a real tree. So my home, I miss the smell. What's, what's that smell of gin and failure? Of the real tree. And so I, I try to find scentsy candles that have, and I haven't found anything that even comes close. Yeah. But people feel nostalgic, you know, fresh baked cookie smell, wood mm-hmm. fireplace, that type of stuff. Miller High Life wants to add in the cozy smells of a dive bar to celebrate their 120th anniversary they are selling a merry highlight which is a two and a half foot light up neon tree basically a 3d bar sign a 3d bar sign rather mm-hmm. topped with uh, miller high life logo and here's the kicker it's been infused with the scent of stale beer and sweet to pack tobacco allowing the odor to waft through your home during the holidays stale beer and sweet tobacco so nothing that rhymes with V and, uh, I mean, rhymes with Comet and starts with V. If this sounds like a must-have decoration, you can order it right now. Um, there's a limited number, and they expect them to sell out. Okay. And it comes in at the low, low price of only $120. They I, don't will, you, I don't know how you can pass that up, really. They will uh, hit stores tomorrow. And if you order one, they promise that it will get to you before Christmas. Who is wanting their home to smell like a a dive bar? Stale beer and cigarettes. Uh, Norm from Cheers. I I don't don't even think he's going to want that. No, they didn't smoke on that show, did they? No. They were way ahead of their time. They drank a lot, didn't smoke a lot. Mm -hmm. 120 bucks. 
We should do a commercial. What would you pay for something like this? $122? $121? Well, you don't have to. It's only $120. I shouldn't knock it, because would you have ever thought that people would be paying $200 for a leg lamp from Christmas Story? If I had, I would have invested differently. Yeah. Um, I have so many friends who have that leg lamp sitting in front of their home, or in their main oh, window. You know. It's great because it's fun, it's funny for twenty thirty seconds. Text messages in. You guys need to stop knocking Dominic the donkey. I didn't knock it. I said I thought it was a catchy song. Yeah, we actually participated in the performance. So Go ahead, play know. play us out. Play play us out with Dominic the donkey. Okay. We're just about done for the uh, day here today. Final chance. You got just a couple more minutes. If you want those Broncos tickets, two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Right now, text Broncos. We've got two pair. You'll have to pick them up today. Uh, coming up here at ten o'clock, we'll pick those two winners. Go ahead, play us out, Dominic the donkey. Have yourself a great weekend, and we will see you Monday morning. Oh, that's the wrong song. Oh, well, we're done.